of Yaakov, how that continues in the lives of the Jewish people. And now we're going to see how this has connected to the 10th of Tevis, just today. The 10th of Tevis is unique among the four fasts that were established by our sages. The, um, the sages established four fasts. The first fast was the 10th of Tevis, commemorating when the king of uh, Babylonia laid siege to Jerusalem. He um, uh, made him, he, he erected a tower and the uh, his armies around it, and no one could enter, no one could leave for two and a half years. And he so weakened uh, the Jewish people that he was able to um, to attack them. Um, when did he finally breach the wall of Jerusalem? That was in the 17th of, of Tammuz. And um, Sunday the Tammuz, by both the first and second temple, according to uh, some opinions of both temples, that's when the, 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 the walls were breached, and they he entered into Jerusalem, and finally the temple was destroyed on the 9th of Av. Um, the 9th of Av was the destruction of both the first and second temple, and other other calamities. And then the 3rd of Tishrei is when the last chance of a monarchy of Jewish people, uh, when Gedalia, when Achikam, uh, who was appointed by Nebuchadnezzar as the leader of the Jewish people, he, he was, when he was killed, that was the uh, last vestige of any, any sense of, uh, of uh, monarchy of the Jewish people. The, the language of, of the, um, the Rambam is the, the remaining coal of the Jewish people was extinguished. So this fast, as I think I mentioned yesterday, is considered more weighty than all the others. As Abu Dram says that this fast, um, if it would fall out, um, and as it did, fall out on Shabbos when the, the calendar was set up according to um, people witnessing the uh, new moon, so then this fast would push off Shabbos. Because, and this is because it, the Torah uses expression on that very day. And that same expression on that very day was used about Yom Kippur. Since Yom Kippur is, the Torah says that very day, so we can't push off Yom Kippur. So, um, similarly, you can't push off the tenth of Tevis if it falls out on Shabbos. You fast on Shabbos, which is not like the ninth of Av. Ninth of Av, which is many, more severe than tenth of Tevis in many ways. Um, ninth of Ninth of Av is a fast which begins at night. There are five things which are forbidden on the ninth of Av, like Yom Yom Kippur, and yet this fast is considered to be more severe. So why is it more severe? So the simple reason why it's more severe is because although nothing happened yet, not, not, no calamity happened yet, the, the, the walls of Jerusalem are, are, are standing there, they're perfect, they're whole, Jewish people are whole, everything is going, uh, everything is going fine. But the issue is that um, the, um, the first seed of the destruction of the temple began today. It was the beginning of the destruction of the temple. The temple eventually was destroyed two and a half years later. But mm-hmm. at what point did this uh, begin? You could trace the ninth above to the 10th of Tevis. So that's why it's considered such a, a day of calamity that, that, that we, uh, we want to rectify because it is, the, it is the seed of the destruction of the temple. However, on the other hand, the drama says that Moshiach will come, all the fast days will come days of holidays, days of Yantiv. Because we'll see the inner meaning of these days. 
quite a beautiful explanation. Um, I think it's from the. I'm not sure who it's from. That we say in davening every day, Ein There's no rock like our God. It's from the beginning of Shmuel, chapter two, verse two, and the Gemara comments this and says, "There's no one great of, as great of an artist as our God." The, the the simple meaning is, "There's no one as great as a rock, the one we rely on as Hashem." The deeper meaning is, "No one as great as of an artist as Hashem." What's the connection between a rock and an artist? What does that mean? There's a story told about this king who made a contest among all these artists to see who was the best artist. And one artist, um, all the artists were invited to go into the courtyard of the king and to put up their their, uh, their easels and their canvases and to draw in the kingdom. One one artist was so successful that he made a drawing of um, of of, um, of some grass, trees, and birds and fruits. And birds came to eat from the fruits of the uh, that, that, that he had painted. So the king said, "Oh, this is the winner. This is the winner." So what's what is that? What does that mean? What's the, what's a good artist? They got that, and it's running by. And yet, it's it's a powerful um, uh, a, a powerful artistry of Hashem. Hashem has made this this very very strong. Um, picture consider the truth in a similar way the tenth of Tavis on the one hand externally this is the worst day it's a day which begins all the calamities on the other hand the author ever says when the Jewish people fast even if one person fasts that day is considered a day for him at a time of divine grace and mercy that because he's fasting it's, he's able to, to Hashem is especially receptive to him and so much more so when the Jewish people together, we all fast together, it's a time of divine grace and mercy, and Hashem listens to us. So not only will, will be a yant of Mashiach comes, it's already considered a day of divine grace, Hashem especially listens to us because of because it's a day that's meant to evoke in our hearts Teshuvah. As Rebbe Hashem told his son, the previous Rebbe, fasting isn't about losing weight. It's not about darinzich. Uh, it's, it's, it's something which is meant to change something in us, or not change, Teshuvah means to return to who we really are. So, what specifically is it meant to do? So, the Rebbe said on other occasions that um, the tent of Tevis is unique in that um, nothing happened. Well, only the thing that happened was that we couldn't go anywhere. So, the idea of not being able to go anywhere is 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 very important when considering that the destruction of the temple was about senseless hatred. So, how do you rectify senseless hatred? Psychologists say uh, very often you have a family doesn't get along. I was fighting, what do you do? Bring them all into a room, lock the door. We're going to figure this out. It's a similar way. The purpose of the Tent of Davis was in order to, to get us all together, to talk it over, and to look at each other, and to, and, and to smile eventually. That, that was the goal. That, that, so, so Hashem made this, 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 this king, and he made this siege, and it looked like it was all this about destruction, about hurting us. Well, really, it's only uh, that, that, that just, just, that's just, just the, the facade. That, that's, just, uh, that's just Hollywood. The real purpose of this is we should all get along better. That's, that, was, that was what the Tenth of Tavis was about. So, so the Tenth of Tavis, because it's about the coming of Mashiach, and it's about, and in a way it has more of a calamitous, is that right word, is that in a word in English? Yes. It's more of a calamitous thing because it's it's beginning of the destruction. Conversely, it is the greatest also in the sense, it's more of a celebration on this thing than any of the other fasts. 
And ever since, it's unbelievable. There's nine months from the 10th of Tevis to the 9th of Av. The 9th of Av is the time when Mashiach is born. That's when Hashem made it possible for the Geulah to happen. What was, when was Mashiach conceived? Mashiach was conceived in the 10th of Tevis. So it means today is a day when, when the possibility of everlasting goodness and happiness was created. So it looks like the opposite, but not that the whole purpose of Hashem making this day was in order to make Mashiach come. I can't find the source. I saw this. I'm positive I saw this, but I don't know where it is. I saw that, that the Baal Shem Tov's father, Rabbi Lezer, um, he met a Malach or something on the night of when, when the Baal Shem Tov was conceived. What night was that? It was the 19th of Kislev. 19th of Kislev was nine months before the 8th of the Bell when Baal Shem Tov was born. Anyways, so this is the, uh, today is the 19th of Kislev of the, of the celebration of the 9th of August. Night above is the time of the coming of Mashiach, birth of Mashiach. When is that conceived? That's conceived today. So there's more, something more positive in today than any other fast. This is the seed of Mashiach, the conception of Mashiach. So um, there's something specific about the tenth of Tevis, and how we see this is a day of, which is very positive. Let's go on page Chaf, on Dalud. Let's see. Uh, the specific events of the, of the Tent of Tavis and how they relate to the everlasting goodness to come of the Sheikh. We could explain more about the unique significance of the Tent of Tavis, both in reference to how it, be, it is the beginning of the destruction of the Temple, and more importantly, how it is relevant to the beginning of the Geula and the beginning of the, of the building of the, of the Temple. God told Yechezkel, Ezekiel, I want you to take a brick, engrave upon this brick an image of Jerusalem, and around this brick, I want you to take a skillet and put that skillet between you and this city that you have drawn. <coughs> and that should be as a... And you should, you should besiege the city. The city is besieged. You're putting this iron wall between you and the city. The city is besieged. And that's a sign of what's going to happen to Jewish people. And I proceeded to tell Yechezkel exactly what's going to happen. Lie on your right side, lie on your left side. This is not the time is how much you should lie on your side because this is not the time they're going to be in exile. So... So this, the, the, the point that we see, though, <coughs> is that Hashem tells him what's the sign of the, of the siege? The iron wall. So the iron wall is very relevant, as we'll see. When Hashem told him to put the skillet there as an iron wall, he wasn't only alluding to the siege, but also to the destruction of the base of Mikdash. The Beis Hamikdash, the temple, is exactly the opposite. Or there is no room for iron in the Beis Hamikdash. Torah says that God commanded that when you build the house of Hashem out of stones, no hammers should be used, no iron tools should be used in the Beis Hamikdash itself. Because the the iron has is related to the destruction of the base of Medrash. 
this at Truma, this of Ches and Cheshes, about Barzal, Inksiv, Khan, Lake, Mishkan, Miklash, Lavashi, Bay Adam, Shema Edm, Shakribis, and Miklash. The base of Miklash is built from silver and gold and copper, but doesn't mention any iron. No iron, not in the tabernacle, and not in the base of Miklash. Why is there no iron used? Why silver, gold, copper? Yes, but no iron. Because iron is associated with the sword, the, with, the, with the sword, with the Romans, with the Edom, with the country of Edom, with the people of Edom, who destroyed the Vesem Mikdash. So therefore, there cannot uh, be any iron in the Vesem Mikdash. So when Hashem told Yechazkel, put this iron skillet, and this should stand between you and the city, it wasn't just a sign of the siege on Jerusalem, it was also a sign of the, the destruction, because iron, iron is the opposite of the Vesem Mikdash. Besamikdash is about peace, and this is about the opposite. So the sign of iron is not just a sign of the siege, it's a sign of destruction. How do you fix the iron? So just like um, the iron is a sign of, of destruction, so too iron is also a sign in the positive sense. Positive, good iron, is good metal, is a sign of the, um, of the coming of Mashiach. How so? How do you rectify the iron that destroyed the Besamikdash? They bars the Tusha through iron, through holy iron. Amr Chazal called Tamuchach Moshein Akasha beKabarza in Tamuchachem. The Gemara says if there is a Torah scholar who is not as hard as iron, he is not a Torah scholar. It says about Israel. Israel is a country that its stones are iron, and the Talmud explains: Don't say that its stones are iron. Say that its builders are made of iron. Means the Jewish, the Torah scholars who are called the builders of Jerusalem. What are they about? They're about iron. What's the meaning of being about iron? That's about being stubborn in a positive sense. Being stubborn like iron. This is referring to the strength and the power of the essence of the soul. There is the stubbornness of Yitzhar Hara. And the, 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 the stiff-neckedness of the Yitzhara, being stiff-necked, like in today's Yom Yom, you probably saw Yom Yom today, Tzimak Tzedek was talking to someone who complained that everyone was stepping on him in this shul. And Tzimak Tzedek told him, you're spreading yourself out, out over the whole shul when anyone steps, you're stepping on you. Then the Tzimak Tzedek said, it says in the Pasuk, Yazev Rasha a man of, a wicked man shall leave his path, and a man of iniquity shall leave his thoughts. So the Rav said, just, I'm sorry, the Rav Shantav said, just like it's obvious that a wicked man has to leave his path, so to a ish oving, ish oving means a man of iniquity, but oin also means a man of strength, a man of iron in other words, like we're learning. A man who says, I, this is the way I want it to be. It says the Tzimach Tzedek, every I is, is a source of evil, and a separation of people, and causes a separation of hearts. I, I isn't a good thing. Mokar uh, kominira, it's a source of all evil. All evil is from the I. So that's the that's iron in the in the negative sense. Then there's iron in the positive sense. The iron, the eye of the of the neshama. So the Rambam <laughs> told this guy, you have to leave this this I, the ichiness. Ich in Yiddish is ich. Your ichiness. Leave your ichiness. And you have to let go of that. So, in a similar way, um, in a similar way that a wicked person has to leave his path, if you're doing the wrong things, you have to stop. So, in a similar way, if though just as important, that you leave your ichiness. Um, so, in a similar way, uh, we're learning now 
But there's another kind of eye, the eye of the neshama. The neshama was the neshama's eye is the, is the, is is the, the eye of godliness, the eye of the truth, the eye of kindness, the eye of, of the eye of the opposite of, of the eye of clip. And the way to rectify the stubbornness of the evil inclination, the iron of the evil, is is through stubbornness and the iron of holiness. Means that Shaykh Muchan see further inside. Shaykh Muchan Sarvatevis is very relevant to the tenth of Tevis. There was a siege. The siege didn't hurt anybody. They didn't hurt. No one was killed. No one was taken captive in the tenth of Tevis. It wasn't like the seventeenth of Tammuz, the ninth of Av. Nobody got hurt. No one was taken captive. Not, not even the walls were, weren't even breached. So the purpose of this was. The purpose of the siege was that people should do tshuva and everything should stay okay. Everything should stay perfect. On a personal level, or in the service of God, what's the meaning of having the walls intact? That means that there is a protection for the for keeping the Torah perfectly. Are you able to keep the Torah perfectly and there's nothing, there's no breach in your observance of Torah. Not only was the initial siege for the purpose of us doing tshuva and things should stay intact, but even the the eventual destruction of the Beis HaMikdash through the iron of the opposite of holiness, what was the purpose of that iron? That iron was in order to bring us to the coming of Mashiach, which is, which is connected to iron as well. The third base in English is connected to iron in a positive sense. How is the third base in English connected to iron? Isa Medish. The Medish says that Avram, Mitzvah, and Yaakov are compared to gold, silver, and copper. Zav is like Avram. Avram is compared to gold. Kasev is like Yitzhak and Lechesh is Yaakov. Silver is Isaac, is Yitzhak, and Lechesh is copper. Is Yaakov, is Jacob. Pia Yedua. So if the three temples correspond to Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, it says that each of the patriarchs visited the Temple Mount, and each of them had a different name for the Temple Mount. Avram called it a mountain, Mount Moriah. Yitzhak went out in the field to pray, the field also the same place, and Yaakov called it a home. So they are talking about not just the place, the Temple Mount, but Three temples. I, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov are connected to three temples, and Yaakov is connected to the third temple. That's why he called it a house, because it's something that will last forever. So, based on this, we could say that gold, silver, and copper also are parallel to three temples. The first temple is associated with gold, the second with silver, and the third with copper. As Barab is that why? Copper, in Hebrew, is associated with um, the snake. The root of the word copper is snake, which is evil. And the way to rectify um, the evil is through, through Yaakov. Yaakov's essence is about Torah, and through Torah to rectify the, the copper of Klippa, and how is this rectified perfectly and transformed in the third base of English, which corresponds to Yaakov. 
There's Gmana Golas, Achom, Sishin, Ilu, Hashem is based on Shashishi, Shemus, Mugabiri, the Barzal Ubaze, and Gam Nochishas, the Bible of Hashem is the Barzal Gusha. We could add to this and say, say more. There's copper and there's metal. Copper is about the circumstances of exile. Temples destroyed, but the perfection of the third base of Megdash is not only about elevating copper, it's elevating something lower than copper, less value, which indicates it's, it which represents something which is even lower, the, the elevating and rectifying and transforming the iron of evil, the iron of Klippa. And specifically, to rectifying the iron of evil, do we come to the iron of holiness? Okay. Um... In value, gold is more important than silver, and silver more important than than, than copper. It says that giving charity um, is brings salvation, but it depends when you bring give the charity. It's possible to give a charity when everything's going fine. Then the charity is considered as a valuable like gold. That's why gold, when you're stuck and you're sick, the analogy of the third, three temples which correspond to silver and copper. Gold is connected to the first temple, where things are perfect. Health. Silver refers to the second temple. Things are missing in the second temple. They're missing five things in the second temple they didn't have, um, that, that they had in the first temple. That's why silver stands for when there is a, a fear of danger. That maybe the whole temple will be destroyed again. The, the, uh, they're missing five things, and so there, there was a constant fear. They're missing five things, so maybe we'll lose the whole thing. So that's the, that was the atmosphere. The second temple, it was silver, it was a fear of danger. And copper, which is lower than silver and gold, that refers to the time of the exile. That because we don't have the base of Mikdash, the Jewish people are like a sick person who says to give. Wait, wait, wait. What are we asking to give? We're asking Hashem to give us the uh, third base of Mikdash. We are in a state of sick, we're not healthy spiritually, and we say give, to give Hashem, give us, uh, when you give someone a gift, you give with an eye, good eye, give us a third base of Mikdash. Give us the base of uh, that you will build by your hands that will last forever. So we'll see that that the eternity of the third base of is connected to elevating the iron of evil, transforming after the first base of and the second base of we destroyed, there'll be a third base of which will last forever. This third base of is associated with the with 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 iron um, of holiness. I'm sorry, what do you want to say? Yeah, but it's logic. Why, <coughs> why the first base of compared to Zahab, which is complete, but it was destroyed? Everything was there. It doesn't say it's forever. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was perfect at the time. It doesn't say it'll last. It's specifically through the descent in the Golas that there is a everlasting uh, Gaula. So, um, so, so, what's this idea of of uh, iron in the holy in a holy sense that that allows the business to last forever? On the surface, we learned so far is that iron and evil means be stubborn and not do what Hashem wants you to do. Stubborn and not do and not listen to other people. And then there is being stubborn to what Hashem wants to do, no matter despite whatever whatever's going on. That's that's how you build the base of English. The stubbornness of Jewish people in exile, the stubbornness of the Neshama. But there's more. Barzel stands for Bilha, Rachel, Zilpa, and Leah. What was that again, Dr. Pressman? Bilha, Rachel, Zilpa, and Leah. 
the four wives of Yaakov, the mothers of the twelve tribes, and corresponding to these four sources of holiness, the four sources of the Jewish people, there are also four levels of the opposite of holiness, four sources of the opposite of holiness, um, which, which are the opposite of the four mothers, four matriarchs. So, um, the... We'll, get to, we'll, get, we'll learn more about the the, uh, the the difference between the four matriarchs and the and and what we'll has to do with orange from tomorrow. But just just for today, let's just recap what we did today. We started off and we said that the the fast of Tevis was hinted to to Yechesko uh, with iron, and we explained why iron was used. So iron means to be stiff-necked, and iron is something which can't be used in the base of Megdash. So iron represents something which is which is, um, there's no room for it in, in, in holiness. There's something which, which Kedusha, the base of this, can handle, can have. It's, it's something which doesn't belong there. It belongs to the opposite. So, so if iron is about the opposite of holiness, about the opposite, based on Mikdash, um, so when Hashem told Yechezkel, this is a sign of the destruction, he was just alluding to, um, basically being, dist- he was just alluding to the siege, he was also alluding to there not being a base of Mikdash, that there is a destruction of the base of Mikdash. But and so that's that's very in sync with the tenth of Tevis, as we learned. The tenth of Tevis is not just the calamity of the siege; it's also the seed, the seed for the destruction. But just like the tenth of Tevis is considered such a a a a, a, a tragedy because it was a, the seed of the destruction, so to in the positive sense, the tenth of Tevis is also nine months before the ninth above. It's the when Hashem, Hashem so to speak, could, uh, brought the conception of Mashiach. Mashiach was born nine months later. So there's something about about, about the events of, of the ninth of the tenth of Tevis, which are relevant to the everlasting Gula of Mashiach. What is it? It's this. It's the idea of iron. Iron is not just a negative thing. Iron is a positive thing. That a Jew has a stubborn and stiff-necked attachment to Hashem, and because of this, the Eibusher Salachta, uh, forgives us and brings Gula. So it, it has to do with with uh, with our being uh, you know, not not letting go, despite all the darkness, despite all the confusion. He doesn't let go of the Eibusher. And um, and we learned that this is this is associated with the three patriarchs who correspond to three temples. Avnitz and Yaakov correspond to silver, gold, or gold and copper. And Yaakov elevates the lowest kind of metal, but not just metal, not just sorry, not just copper. Yaakov elevates barzel, which is the uh, which represents the nethermost, the opposite, diametrically opposed to holiness. And the third base which is which is given to us through Yaakov. We will have the elevation, not just of copper, but elevation of the uh, of the siege around the Jerusalem, the elevation of the of the iron, and that's why the base the third base will be a stubborn base of Middash. The base of will last forever. All right. Questions, comments. What comes before? You said that uh, between the first temple, the second temple, uh, if it falls on Shabbos, it, you know, they will fast. How come today doesn't fall on Shabbos? Because the calendar was set up by Hill, and we can't fall on Shabbos. Oh, 